Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels. Hi there. Hey, I'm going to be at the, I think it's called the Olm, Olmstead County Fair. I don't know. It's in Rochester, Minnesota on July 23rd. July 24th through the 27th, I'm going to be in Austin, Texas at Cap City Comedy Club. And here's the big one. August 14th through the 17th, I'm going to be doing the San Francisco Punchline. It has quickly become Ooh. one of my favorite clubs. And it is, uh, it's, it's, it's just going to be awesome. So I hope you guys can make it. I love uh, San Francisco. I love Austin as well. And I, I love uh, Rochester. But it's just like I'm really looking forward to these, these dates coming up. And San Francisco is just a fun walk around city. You just did that thing where you accidentally told one of your kids that they were your favorite in front of your <laughs> other kids that you do love. Yeah, that's true. What do you got going on? Nothing. Just this show. Okay. Just living, just well, living this show well, with you and I. We should start it. And here's just a little taste of what you might hear today. <laughs> Buckle up, everybody. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels. Across from me is Cy Amundsen. Hello! And in the corner, and as always, Hey Bale! The Hey Bales. Hey Bales looks like he just came from a job fair or the golf course. Yes! He has a, a golf shirt, a golf polo on, and his hair yeah. is combed extremely daddishly. Yeah, I'm, I'm also going to add impeccably. Impeccably. I would say, like, when Geppetto was picking a haircut for Pinocchio, he was like, that one. That is a great, <laughs> that's actually, that's actually pretty great. That's a great description. It's nice you to know, have you, Hay Bales. Uh, I said impeccably, and my son Isaac told me recently that I use too big of words. <laughs> he goes, he goes, can you just stop using big words? And I was just like, can you learn a couple? Because I don't know what else to do. So now, like, like yesterday, I said, uh, I said habitual diarrhea. Because, because I have a friend that if you just mention hot ham and cheese, he starts to poop his pants. You just have to mention it. If you, if you, if you say any sort of microwavable meat, Right. He just he just you can see his knees start to shake and you're like, you got to find a bathroom. So I called it habitual diarrhea. And he just looked at me, shook his head and left. <laughs> and it, here's the thing. It, you, normally people would leave because you're talking about diarrhea. He left. He left because I said habitual. Because <laughs> it's too big of a word. I don't get it. What you need to do with him is have him when he's I think, you know, when a kid Says, like, I ain't going to the store. As a parent, you go, it's I'm not going to the store. Ain't isn't right. a word. Right. I think Isaac needs to, <laughs> if he wants you to use smaller words, he needs to correct you. He has lots of shits, Dad. Like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> like the opposite. Yeah. Yeah, yesterday he said, uh, he goes, well, I think I'm going to get a job at this one place because my friend is vouching for me. And I go, he's vouching? What do you mean he's vouching? I go, do you mean vouch? 
And then, you know, we just stare at each other for a little while. Vouching sounds like something a scary hillbilly said he's going to do to the neighbor woman. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Driving in here today, uh, I was behind a semi-truck, and the semi-truck had mud flaps. Yeah. uh, But they were possibly the best mud flaps I've ever seen. You know the silhouette of the woman with the breasts and, you know, the, the cutout of the pinup woman that's on a lot of mud flaps. Yeah, I had a poster of it in high school. So <laughs> you had a poster of that on mud flaps? I had a poster of a naked, gigantic man trucker. <laughs> yeah. So it had that same thing, but instead of the woman, I've never seen this. It had just a hot dude. A silhouette of a hot dude, and not like a big bodybuilder dude, but like a magazine cologne ad dude. (laughs) Like those like really pretty, maybe straight, maybe not guys. It had those sitting in the exact same position. And I either that guy is the coolest gay trucker of all time or (laughs) somebody's messing with him and he hasn't figured it out yet. Like, damn it, Tracy, I... (laughs) Come on, nobody sits with me at the truck stop. <laughs> um, I don't get to see anything cool when I'm driving anymore because I'm worried my daughter's going to crash into something. Oh, right. She's got her permit. She does have her permit. It's so annoying. <laughs> it's because uh, all I do, so every time she does something where she'd fail her test, I just go, fail. <laughs> and I know that's not the way to do it because now she's real tense about driving with me, but it... It is so absurd. It's like I'm always nervous about something. And also, you don't really know how illegally you've been driving until you're teaching someone to drive. (laughs) That's true. Because she goes, at one point, she rolled up to a stop sign and just kind of kept going through it when we took a right. And I go, I'm sorry, that's a stop sign. She goes, well, just this is how you drive. And I go, oh, boy, we got some problems. <laughs> I go, you have to actually stop well behind the stop sign, then creep forward to look, then you can go. And she was like, that's how you drive? And I was like, oh, no. Oh, boy, here we go. At this point, we may as well crank some Metallica and just go for it. <laughs> Which one of your two kids has been scarier to ride with? I mean, I get, oh man, both. Both. Because, but I'm also a control freak. Like, when I go on car, like long car rides, and people are like, I'll drive half of it, I go, fuck you, Will. Nope. Yeah, I'll, you, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. I have all these nephews and nieces, and right now my sister Emily's kids are getting to the age where they're driving. And I, last weekend, I let her daughter Maria drive, and she was very good at it. But she has older siblings that I wouldn't let within 50 feet of my vehicle. Her son, Luis, who, like you just have to know that about some kids. And I love him. I think he's an amazing kid. But I also watched him after everybody's like, when you mow the lawn, stay away from the beach because it's slanted. And then I watched him tip a lawnmower into the lake. <laughs> That's some Johnny Cash shit right there. Yeah, so I'm, he, I'm not letting him drive. So I think it's not who do you love more, but it's who do you trust more with your safety. And it, to, to me, the answer is no one. I mean, I, when I, I really do drive, because I remember I, I went to a, um, there was this band, they're a cover band. They're called Johnny Holmes and the Traveling Fun Band. 
Oh, if I have seen Johnny Holmes a number of times, my friend. And, and let's be clear, this isn't like a play on the porno guy's name. No, this, this is, is like there's a, legit, a guy yeah. named Johnny Holmes that has been playing street dances for 50 years. Yeah, but they all have, there's like eight musicians and they mm-hmm. all can play every single instrument. Yep. Right. And we used to travel because they would let me, when they went on break, they'd let me take the guitar uh, the guitar player's guitar and play Glycerine by Bush. <laughs> I'd get up there and I'd be like, hey guys, I'd, in like a real rock star voice, be like, hey everybody, looks like Johnny and the boys just went on break. Here's a little Bush for you. It was so great. And then sometimes when I had a cold, I sounded just like Gavin Rossdale. Oh, sweet. <laughs> I don't know what that has to do with your daughter driving at all. Because listen, (laughs) I was driving home from one of these. We, me and my buddies, three buddies, we rented a motel room, not a hotel, motel with an M. Door to the outside. Absolutely. Speaking of doors, one of the guys got so drunk that he wouldn't let anyone else in the bathroom. He locked the bathroom door. So I asked him, I go, hey man, come a little closer and then punched through the door and then there was a big there was a big hole in the bathroom door and then we had a door punching contest to see who could <laughs> get even further through it uh, and so we had to take the door off the hinges okay. and we brought it to the dumpster put it in the dumpster and took off at like 3 in the morning <laughs> this story is going to be great i just i just remembered how this whole story goes so we're driving home my my friend <laughs> What a, what an immediate train wreck we're on. Oh, hey, I know. My friend Fritz is driving and, the car and home. Then, and then we stopped at a diner. And <laughs> and another thing, Canada has a queen. <laughs> so uh, Fritzy's driving. Fr- yeah, Fritzy's driving. I'm sleeping. And for some reason, I wake up out of like a deep sleep. There's two deer in the road, I just grab the wheel. He's driving my car and mm-hmm. go in between them. What? Like he he takes his hands off the wheel. It was so crazy. And then I just I What's remember this, I, the Matrix. Yeah, I honestly I just looked in the back seat and I go, just saved your lives. And then I went back to sleep. <laughs> and I even confirmed that this wasn't like a drunk dream. Fritz will t- still tell you to this day this actually happened. So oh, I'm not done yet. <laughs> so I get home. Three, and this is on the way home from Johnny Holmes. Yep. Three weeks later, (laughs) a a cop calls me, and I call him back because I think it's about a stolen car they found in Las Vegas that my dad had taken, (laughs) and I think they just want to talk to me, and they've been calling me forever, so I finally call the guy back, but it wasn't that cop. It was the cop that had done some real detective work and found the door in the dumpster. Holy shit. And he was like, did you guys uh, punch holes in a door or break a door? And I was like, no, it was so weird because we had to like poop with the door open because there wasn't a door. So we thought that was strange, but it was a motel. We didn't know any better. And so he was like, listen, here's the deal. I'm not, <laughs> goes, I'm not dumb. You go to college at the community college with my son. Maybe you know him. He told me his name. I was like, oh, yeah, I know him. He goes, listen, he told me all about you guys. Uh, I know that you broke this door. Just pay for the door and we'll be done with it. And I was like, you're the best cop ever. (laughs) Thank you so much. 
Also, if you're looking for a stolen car, it's in Las Vegas. <laughs> I was hoping that how this ended is you just denied it, and there was this long game, and this cop has been following you for years, <laughs> and right now he's sitting in his house in Ferguson, and he goes, I got you, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's let's talk about Johnny Holmes here because I'd love to. I'm I love uh, the town festival days are coming up in my hometown. Okay. Or excuse me, my parents, the town where they live now, the little town that's up near you, and I love town festival days, man. I love it. It's ours is called Tornado Days. Okay. And they're always named something dumb like that. Eighty years ago, a tornado nearly wrecked Miltona, and uh, <laughs> so every year we get a cover band to play on the bed of a semi truck, and uh, everybody gets drunk in the street. And Jeff here almost gets hit by a train annually. Like that's that's <laughs> free, the thing. Free admission with jorts. Nothing like nothing like reminding everybody that a tornado could rip through at any moment. <laughs> and and just completely change a way of life. Yeah. Do so. Do they sacrifice a virgin while the while the band is playing to make sure a tornado doesn't come through again? I'll tell, I'll tell you the things that they for sure do. They do a medallion hunt. <laughs> okay. And I'm a huge medallion hunt guy. And so last I think you year, meant nerd. A huge no, no, medallion no. hunt nerd. I think I meant cool guy. Okay. Uh, so they put all these clues out on Saturday morning, and last year Ethan and I found the medallion within a few clues. And then rather than just being cool about it and yeah. turning it in, we drove our golf cart around the small town and taunted the families who were also looking for the medallion. <laughs> I'm not allowed to do those. Why not? Because I'm in Mensa. Get the fuck away from it's me! It's true. You know how like uh, there's no UFC mention. guys. You know how UFC guys doctor. can't fight. You don't. No, that's not a thing. No, there's they no can't fight because their hands are their Mensa. hands are lethal weapons. Yeah. So you're telling me at Mensa they go, and we all solemnly swear not to be in small town medallion hunts. Yeah, they just go. I mean, why would you wanna? Why would you wanna find it before the first clue? You're, you're the biggest douche. <laughs> You, oh, that no somehow doubt. makes you a bigger douche than me driving by children and parents in a golf cart going, you're not going to find it because you're dumber than my family. <laughs> <laughs> the, the other thing they do, and I know we talked about the, the national anthem and the flag a little bit last week, and I don't want to get into that again this week, but I have to tell you, they do a parade. And... Okay. There's one small street in this town, and the parade starts with everybody coming around the corner. And they get halfway down the street, mm -hmm. and then they stop, and they do the national anthem. Uh, and uh, everybody stands up. But last year, I couldn't stop laughing. And I, I, I respect the flag and all that, but I like people were looking at me because I got this image in my head. Because the first person to lead the parade was this adult man in a lion costume. <laughs> Again, you always preface the funniest thing with adult. Because you go, here we go. And the thing is, there's like no lion's club in town. I think this guy just has a lion suit and is like, I should be in the parade. So he's the first thing. And then there's like a car with somebody important in Hold it behind on. it. When you saw the lion guy, did you just stand up and go, Bah! 
No, because I couldn't stop laughing because I was <laughs> standing with my brothers and I go, how funny would it be if in the middle of this national anthem in this small town, the lion took a knee? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't buy a monkey suit for next year and hold that guy up to the crowd, I'm going to murder you. <laughs> There's also a clown that comes and he's, Chad, he's at best super concerning because <laughs> he's, it's a town of 300 people. He's from there. He, like, there's only so many birthdays in a town of 300 people. You, his desire to be a clown couldn't have been business aspirations. And he, he's, I'm not one of these guys who's terrified of clowns, but there's no way this guy isn't trying to kiss your butthole if he corners. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think clowns get super jacked? For parades, like they shadow box and shit to get ready. Like, <laughs> hey, Dad, what's going on? It's parade day, son. <laughs> uh, does Fergus have a town festival? Yeah, it's uh, hey, man, it's been so many things, but it used to be called Crazy Days, where there was like again a street dance. Eighty was, years ago, a guy went crazy and killed the whole town. <laughs> you know what's interesting? There is a state mental hospital here. Okay, well, so that's I don't. Not a, that's not I, a very nice. No, name, I know. Then. I don't know if that's why they called it that or not. But it was all that stuff, and now it's just they block off two blocks downtown, and there's like a bouncy house. <laughs> it's, uh, it's really gone downhill. I had this thought before the show. We should – I think you and I should not this year because your schedule is set. We both have lives. But I think next year we should go, and let's take the show, and let's go to a town festival somewhere in this country. I'm totally into that. And so I did a little research, and I was like, what would be the best one? I have, we... I have a timeout. Now I'm going to okay. tell you. Our friend David Huntsberger, hilarious comedian, yes. uh, great friend Amazing of ours. Amazing human. Yep. yep. We, we uh, did a little sizzle reel for a show like this. Now, sizzle oh. reel is when you go in and you, you, know, you tape uh, a whole day's events and cut it down to like six minutes. Mm -hmm. We were going to do that. We were going to go around and try to get a show on TV about these festivals. Mm -hmm. And we were in Iowa once and we went to a festival. It was Star Wars, or excuse me, Star Trek Festival. Interesting. It was, they were trying to get the most Trekkies in one spot. And you'd think there'd be like Star Trek stuff. There wasn't. It was like <laughs> street corn and bull riding. But people dressed up like Trekkies. It was so strange. It was very just, odd. Just a normal Iowa festival, but guys in costumes. Yeah, it's like, ooh, remember episode 183 where they rode that bull? No, no one does. I'm sure well, there wasn't one. We'll bring David with as a special guest. I I searched through a ton of festivals, and like, there was a lot of interesting stuff, like the duct tape festival where all the floats are made of duct tape. Uh, there's also one that's a that's an Amtrak mooning festival, where every year this whole town gets together, and when the Amtrak train goes by, they uh, they all bend over and show their asses. <laughs> and I don't want us to go to prison, but how funny would it be if just to be on the other side of the Amtrak, mm -hmm. and when the train zip by, just to have slingshots with grapes in them? <laughs> I was gonna say have like bottle rocket days. <laughs> Try to shoot the them other side. right up them. So it came down. It came down to two different festivals. Can I pitch you? I want you to decide. But sure. can I pitch you on my top two town festivals? I'm ready. Okay. This first one is in Spivey's Corner 
uh, in the Carolinas, in North Carolina, right? Oh, that's going to be a good one. Yeah, it's called the Hollerin Heritage Festival. (laughs) And buckle up. It is home to the National Hollerin with an apostrophe and no G contest that was first held in 1969. And I know what you're thinking. Cy, what the hell is a hollering contest? Well, I'm about to teach you. Because I, as soon as I found out about this, watched a number of internet documentaries, most of which had less than (laughs) 2,000 total views on the hollering contest. What it is is all these people come to Spivey's Corner from the area, and they practice what they call the traditional art of hollering, and then they pick winners. So Justin has uh, so hay bales here has some clips. I have a question. Before yes. you play it, are you still married? I am, in theory. Okay. <laughs> Everything going okay? She, she does not know about the Hollerin contest research. <laughs> okay, great. So this first one, this is my favorite Hollerin contest documentary. It's about the, the 2015 championships. And <laughs> the moment, Justin is literally going to push play. Okay. And this is the first 22 seconds of this documentary. Give okay. it a run, hay bales. That's how the next 15 minutes of your life starts. Uh, That, hold on. (laughs) That to me sounds like if the the ambulance sirens went out in the south. And they were like, can you you just stick your head out the window, please? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I thought. It sounds exactly like if Bugs Bunny had an episode where he went to Texas. (laughs) <laughs> and something went horribly wrong and he needed to sound an alarm but the bell wasn't working so then a little while later you get a dis- you get a description from the guy who is the head of the hollerin festival about exactly what hollerin is and by the way this guy dressed a lot like hay bales i'm gonna be honest looks a lot like an older hay bales in terms of the way he's uh dressed himself i think he looked great today hay bales and, and I think you look great today, do hay bales? And I think you're going to be angry about that because that's an old man who's not fun to look at. Uh, but I just think very similar hair and polo. L- let's hit it. We try to preserve the traditional form of hollering that farmers used Jesus to communicate Christ. with one another. And- <laughs> we try to use a traditional form of hollering that... Farmers used to communicate with each other. I, I, I could watch that seven seconds for a year. Oh, my gosh. Uh, do you want to hear uh, real quick? I want you... The best thing about the, the hollering is they don't just go up and holler. Well, hold on here. I <laughs> quickly wanted to say that you put the water in the little tray here and put it in a freezer, and that's how you get ice cubes. <laughs> I, I used to have a pretty normal voice till I blew out my vocal cords hollering <laughs> here in Spivey's Corner. What's it called? Spivey's Corner. You oh, it is. It. <laughs> the best thing they do is you don't just go up and holler. Everybody has a preamble usually 
So there's guys who go up and like, I came here to holler, and uh, my wife said, well, what do you know about hollering, Jason? I said, well, I learned from you, didn't I? And then they go into their holler, so they both get to holler and air their marital dirty laundry. (laughs) This is the first time the preamble to the Constitution was said it was was hollered. Right down here in Spivey's Corner. Here, Here is the woman's champion, and tell me you <laughs> tell me you wouldn't immediately divorce this woman. Hit it, hay bales. Ladies use many calls or hollers to communicate with family and community. They use functional calls to call men in from the fields for dinner. First to get their attention. Woohoo! Woohoo! And then the message. If you're if you're listening right now and your penis isn't all the way up in your esophagus, Spivey's <laughs> Corner is your place. It totally just went turtle. <laughs> yeah. uh, that is, it, it sounded how she changed the inflection. It sounded like in the year two thousand. Yeah. <laughs> in the year two thousand. That's it was so ridiculous. Also, can we just agree that woohoo can also mean dinner? Do you have to say yeah. all of it? <laughs> you needed to put the word dinner in there? I uh, just don't like the woohoo sounded that sounded like a a bird. Yeah. So it seems to me like they just need one of those Flintstone birds. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't agree with any of this. Well, if you don't agree with any of that, let's also, I understand that I have cost us by doing this possibly 60 to 70% of our audience. <laughs> but yeah, they, I, all, I, they all bailed right after that first one. I can't not play this last clip. This is the 2015 men's hollering champion and his champion call. <laughs> he keeps going. <laughs> what is he doing? What could that possibly be? I assume, I assume they had to. They didn't show his preamble in the documentary because I'm sure they had to cut it. Because he's like, nah, uh, this holler is reminiscent of the noises you would make if you get uh, butt fucked by a semi truck. I just don't. So, do we? I mean, imagine the losers. Oh. <laughs> if he was the champion, he sounds like. A monkey using a dildo that didn't, <laughs> like playing himself like a slide flute. <laughs> He's like a monkey that they gave one of those special dildos that's connected to like a, a remote control that he can use in his hand. Oh, wow. That's really funny. I have, uh, if you don't mind, I have the 1988 uh, hollering champion. 
Okay. Uh, fe- female. Female hollering champion. Ready? Okay. Let me just hit play here. Steven, you lost all the fucking money again. All the fucking money again. I'm the one that makes the money and you go to the bar and you lose it and you come home with chicken chow mein in a can. Jesus Christ. That's a 1988 female hollering champion. (laughs) So... Basically, if we choose that one, what you're telling me is I'm going to have to deal with some PTSD. <laughs> so that's, there's a strong case there for the national hollering contest. It is competing with, okay. if you're ready to move on. Sure. A festival in Nederland, Colorado called Frozen Dead Guy Days. <laughs> no way. Yes. And I am a big fan of this one. It loosely celebrates the cryopreservation of Bredo Morstel. Hold on. Loosely? It loosely celebrates. Doesn't it exactly celebrate that? I have known about this one for a while. And oh, you're such a psycho. <laughs> I, I was like, I don't even know how to concisely tell you what it is. In my, I'm literally just going to give you the Wikipedia information and let you suck it in, okay? Okay. That seems like a weird choice of phrasing, but whatever. Suck it in. In 1989, a Norwegian citizen named Trygvi Bauch, I might be pronouncing the last name right, but I'm pronouncing Trygvi right because... Correct, because of our friend Chell. Chell's brother Trygvi. Yep. He, this Trygvi, brought the corpse of his recently deceased grandfather, Bredo Morstel, to the United States. The body was preserved on dry ice for the trip and stored in liquid nitrogen in a cryonics facility in Leandro, California from 1990 to 1993. So far, normal story. Yeah. Have you ever touched dry ice? No. Could be how he died. (laughs) He could have put him on there like, hey, Grandpa, get on this for a sec. I assume if they cover him in dry ice, if you let any of those mighty duck kids near him with a hockey stick, it's going to be trouble. (laughs) In 93, Bredo was returned to dry ice and transported to the town of Nederland, where Trigvi and his mother, Odd... Hold on, hold on. 1993. Yep. Just letting people know, because all these names and all this shit sounds like 1793. This is 1993. that's why I brought it up. Trigvi and his mother, Odd, planned to create a cryonics facility of their own. Fuck yeah. Why wouldn't you? My brother's ex-wife's brother had plans to create his own amusement park in his backyard. Absolutely do that. I'm always, I always want you to do something that you shouldn't do. I want you to build it in your backyard. Let me know how it turns out. My friend Tim always says, you're going to be dead soon. If you have an itch, scratch it. When Trigvi was deported from the United States for overstaying his visa. And, like, freezing people. (laughs) His mother, Odd, continued keeping her father's body cryogenically frozen in the shack behind her unfurnished house. (laughs) Why unfurnished? Did she have to sell all her furniture to keep the dry ice? A lot of, yeah, the electricity bill was really high. She was eventually evicted from her home for living in a house with no 
electricity, or plumbing in violation of local ordinances. At that time, uh, she told the local reporters in the city hall that she feared her father's body would thaw out. <laughs> so just to be clear, she doesn't have running water. She doesn't have electricity. And somehow this body, I mean, I think the shed must have electricity. I don't know, the shack. Uh, a, a judge ordered her to remove the frozen body of her father from Nederland by March 6 or face the steep penalty of 10 days in jail and a $600 fine. <laughs> <laughs> the story caused a sensation, and uh, they added a brand-new provision, Section 734 to the Municipal Code, under the title of Keeping of Bodies. <laughs> <laughs> outline the keeping of the whole or any part of the person, body, or carcass, uh, which is not alive upon any property. And they, they uh, call that, I don't know if you know this, they call that the weekend at Bernie's clause. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Because of the publicity that had arisen, they made an exception for Bredo, a grandfather clause. And so he I is... He is... <laughs> He is still uh, preserved there. And there's a whole lot more. We can't keep doing it. People, again, are probably going to turn this off. But every year they celebrate this frozen dead guy by doing shit like coffin races. <laughs> they, ha they have a slow motion parade. Uh, they have frozen dead guy lookalike contest where you can get named the Grandpa Bredo from that year, which has got to be pretty dark. Uh, they do a polar plunge. They, they do this thing called a dance called Grandpa's Blue Balls. <laughs> Snowshoe races. See, Hold on. The, just stop. <laughs> I hate when you do that. You go like, they have a dance called Grandpa's Blue Balls and snowshoes. Why would you go on right away? What is it? What is the dance? That's all they say. I don't know. We're going to have to find out if we attend. Like you can just only kiss for a long time? <laughs> Maybe dry hump, no release. It's just all the old men go out on the street and dance while the old women just rub their hands over the outside <laughs> of their jeans for about six or seven minutes, and then they go sit down. That'd actually be illegal because you're creating heat, and we're trying to preserve everybody. <laughs> yeah. They do a fix a frozen flat contest where you have to dip your hands in ice water for two minutes and then race to see who can fix a flat tire the fastest and, and a whole bunch of other shit. So you've now heard the depths of both contests. Yeah. Or both, excuse me, both festivals. Right. What are we going to? I want to do the dead guy thing. You want to go to the dead guy thing and why? I, I guarantee I wouldn't be able to put up with the hollering. <laughs> That's why I want to go. I if can't you, even imagine. You, the first time you heard that first call, the, the, the look on your face was like your daughter was driving blindfolded. Like, it was amazing. And I want to be around that for a whole week. I can't be in a house full of tea kettles. <laughs> I just nonstop, I can't do it. And that, like, that monkey one <laughs> was absurd. What was he calling? What was he hollering? What does that mean? It's a traditional way that farmers communicate to other farmers. Yeah, but what was he communicating? I don't know. And those are the answers we would get if we attend the Hollerin Heritage Festival. What I think that, that he was communicating, the... <laughs> I think that means it's payday and I'm already wasted. <laughs> 
I think I think what that means is there's not a movie theater in town here. <laughs> and All you right. know for the documentary they they did their best hollering. Oh yeah, this wasn't B list hollering. Here, can I can I pitch this also? Please. So we'll settle on Frozen Dead Guy Days. It's next March. So we'll go to that. If in between this week and next week, if you're a human who listens to this show and you're like, that's nothing. Have you heard of this crazy ass festival? Sure. You can tweet it at us. And if we get some legitimate submissions, we'll discuss them next week and see if any of them take the place of Frozen Dead Guy Days. But as I don't, of right now, I don't ever I don't ever look at Twitter because I can't stand it. Okay, well, I'll... So if you can message somehow, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Instagram messages, Facebook messages I also like are to say this. the easiest How way. How about this? We uh, make a deal mm-hmm. that uh, someday we do go to this frozen dead guy thing, and we bring Uncle Ronnie when it's his time. <laughs> we show up with a frozen Uncle Ronnie and being like, what's up? Who's that? It's Ronnie Pop. We'll put like a, like a wooden stick... He'll be like a popsicle, like a Ronnie Pop. Ronnie Pops. Yeah. Merch, new merch. <laughs> I do. Th- we need to point out though, with how enthused the Uncle Ronnie acts are, that he, you, we can't have somebody get excited and kill Uncle Ronnie. No, Ronnie it's got to be natural causes. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be natural. It's got to be natural cause Ronnie Pops. I can't have one of these people be like, I helped you guys. Like, oh, I know. <laughs> We get enough of that at comedy shows where people are just like screaming out, penis on my forehead. Like, what was that about? I'm helping. You didn't like how I helped you? Oh, thank you. Somebody just shows up to one of your show, walk up to your cell phone like, I can't wait for Frozen Dead Guy Days. And they just show you a picture on their phone of them hanging Uncle Ronnie. He's just tied up in a basement somewhere. (laughs) You say the word, Chad, and it's Ronnie Pop time. (laughs) Because I got a t-shirt that proves I am Uncle Ronnie. (laughs) I am the Uncle Ronnie. I was, I was, uh, speaking of murder, I have some questions for you. Oh my my God. (laughs) Shut up. I do. You're so I, dumb. Just like, spe- speaking of murdering a family member you've never <laughs> met. I was with my brothers and Joel, and whenever we are, we get into hypothetical conversations a lot, and we circle back to one, because my brother Jess watches a lot of forensic files, like a lot of murder TV. Mm. So we got pretty stuck on murder, and I'm curious. Okay. These are, these are the three questions that came up. Because we were talking about, like, getting rid of a body. Not necessarily murdering someone. Sure. But, like, let's say all of a sudden you walked upstairs, dead body, in your living room. My living room's on the main floor. What an idiot. <laughs> you walk downstairs. Thank you. There's a body on your main floor living room. Do you think you could get away with disposing of the body? And how would you do it? Interesting. Question one. Do you want all three questions right now? Uh, yeah, or so I can think about them. them and then, yeah, I, I want to go. I want to hear all three and then ask me the first one again. If you had to choose one person in your life to help you, who do you believe would help you and not get you caught? Okay. And three, is there anyone in your life that you would help hide a body? Okay. So question number one is, do you think you could get away with disposing of a body and how would you do it? Now, let me tell you. Okay. I Google search that, which means if anyone around me dies anytime soon, I know. <laughs> I'm in a lot of trouble. Well, you're on I'll, a list for sure. 
There's, it's, there is not a lot of things that are more of a bummer to search that. Because I always thought I was pretty clever. Some of these people, an- these answers, you're like, fuck in A. Like, that is a lot of dark information. And I never, I was like, well, bury it. And, like, these people have specific bury it ideas. Yeah. Isn't, isn't it weird that um, we have so many, like, federal, um, I guess, just, like, watch groups? And yeah. so... You, if you search how do you hide a body, you can still fly on an airplane. But if you search how to bring three extra ounces of liquid, you can't fly on an airplane. <laughs> Isn't that a strange system? Okay, here's how I would hide a body. <laughs> I, w- I know that probably sounded edited, but it really was that stupid. No, that was just one <clears throat> to two right there. Um, here's how I would hide a body. I would okay. uh, bring it out on a frozen lake. And I would chop it up in an ice house, in a fish house. And I would drill long metal deck screws into the bones. Holy shit. And I would wrap and I, <laughs> I would wrap everything in chain and I would make sure that the metal deck screws were uh, caught on the chain so it couldn't uh, the chain so the bone couldn't eventually get loose with like shifting of the water on the bottom and then float uh-huh. to the top because that's how you get caught. And so I would uh, drop these all over the lake, all over the lake. I mean, I would move my fish house as you do every three to five days. And then I would drop more body parts um, because it would be frozen. Everybody knows that in Colorado, right? The body would be frozen. Uh, and that's how I would uh, get rid of it because as long as it's, uh, goes down into the water and stays there, I don't think you're going to have a lot of trouble. That was... Ask me the next question. How many bodies have I done that to? Three. <laughs> what? <laughs> you're basically like these internet comments where they're like, here's what you got to do. You can't bury it in a, in a hole, like a normal hole, because they have technology that can go over an area and see how many six-foot-long holes there are. Uh, what you have to do is you have to bury it vertically, eight to ten feet down, and then two feet above it, you bury a dead animal. So if the cadaver dog has them dig there, they find the animal and they think the cadaver. I was like, for fuck's sake, that's a lot of thought. Uh, I mean, I know I'm the one who asked this question, but you, that was a very concise answer. Yeah, well, I, here's the thing. Obviously, I wouldn't get away with it. I couldn't hide a fucking door with holes in it. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get caught if that ever happens, but... Who who would you ask to help you? You know what? You are not going to like these next two answers because they're the same answer for both. Okay. And it is if I needed to hide a body or knew about a body, I couldn't hide it. I couldn't hide it because I've seen enough movies and even real life stuff and this is, God, this is going to make me seem just ridiculous because I know we're supposed to be having fun here. But, oh, no. but I'm just saying, I could not take part in, in keeping a family on edge, not knowing what happened for the rest of their lives. I couldn't do it because that, so, li- that ruins lives. So my answer is, if I ever accidentally kill someone or on purpose, bitch, look at me, <laughs> or on purpose... I would have to fess up just because, just so they knew what, what, what happened. Can I, uh, I think I would like, that was a lot. 
There was and, a lot, and you know what? And let me add something else. I wish those two guys at the Canadian Mall would have beat the shit out of you. <laughs> now what? That was a. <laughs> I've got a. Th- I've got a theory. Hey, Bales, that I'm going to unveil here. Given all of that information, that went from a really well thought out description of get rid of the body to I could never get rid of the body because of the families. I'd want the bodies to be found. And, and you're not going to love this, Chad. Hey, Bales. What do you think the odds are that Chad, and this is a working theory officially now for me, is a serial killer? Now, before you say anything, Chad, let me present my evidence. And it's more than the last two minutes. Okay. Because as you were going through the last two minutes, I had some realizations. One, you are very bright, and you th- you're so bright that you think that you couldn't even be involved in, in medall- a med- like, medallion hunt. Yeah, you, you, you have, you're two steps ahead of everybody. You Can I travel- tell you something? Can I tell you something? Yeah. It's behind the bush at City Hall. <laughs> Don't you dare deflect right now. <laughs> you travel for work, which yeah. is classic serial killer. Yep. What sort of fucking sociopath does an escape room by himself? I want to see you, if I want to see if I can do train, it. What are you training for something? I want to see if I could do it. I was bored. I don't have any friends up here. <laughs> Actually, I was at my I was at a daughter my daughter's skating competition, so that doesn't really count not having friends. But you get it. You wanna why you you wanna you want a lake cabin, which is a great place to lure people to. And here's the big one for me to close on a strong point. How are you so certain your dad is dead? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, listeners, I can only listen to Chad reference Dexter, talk about dads kicking dogs, and be convinced his father is murdered when no one else has the answers for so long before I have a working theory. Okay, I can tell you. We put my father in a meat grinder under under the guise that we were at a Johnny Holmes concert, and we stuffed his hamburger body into a door and stuck it in the garbage. Roniax, if you have any evidence that you would like to put forward. Oh, shut up. If you message it to me, I will continue working on this. I can't wait until the, the end of our last podcast ever is you asking me if I love you through the window of a federal car <laughs> as I'm handcuffed or just like, and I, and I want to tell you, but I can't because I have that Silence of the Lambs mask on. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, but I do have to go. All right, I love you. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m., so click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work. <laughs>